Welcome to the Stock of the Town podcast. This is John and Karen Pendleton with Pendleton's Country Market. We live in the Kansas River Valley just outside of Lawrence, Kansas, and we've been farming together for over 40 years. Through this podcast, we want to share with you about our farm and our community. Our farm currently specializes in growing vegetables, cut flowers, and spring bedding plants. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about early season planting. And so in our area, Lawrence, Kansas, is now considered 6A in the growing zone for USDA. And I think in town it is 6A, but I believe that out here on the farm in a a low area in the valley, we are actually still 5B, just a little bit cooler than what they are in town. So the higher numbers, the the threes and the fours are what direction, and the sevens and eights are what direction? The threes and fours would be north of us. So Nebraska would be a four. Minnesota would probably be three. And then you go south, nine would be Texas. And then 11 would be as far south in Florida as you would go. That sounds pretty good for wintertime. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? We ought to go there. Yeah, someday. (laughs) So in early gardening, it is important to know your USDA growing zone because that tells you when your last frost or your last freeze day is. And our last freeze day average is April 15th. At April 15th, there's a 50-50 chance of having another freeze or not. There are some crops that do fantastic in the cooler weather, and those are the ones that you want to be planning on right now. There are other crops that do very well in the hot weather and not so well. You know, tomatoes, obviously, it's early season. It's way too cold for tomatoes, way too cold for putting basil out, but there are other things that just love the cool spring and the cool nights. One of the reasons I enjoy getting the Lawrence Journal World, uh, the local paper is on the back page of the sports section. It has the AccuWeather uh, forecast for the next few days. But one of the things it also does is it gives you uh, average high, average low. I have an editorial beef because they call it normal. No, it's not the normal high, normal low. It is the average high and average low. And then they also give you what yesterday's high and low was. And uh, last Saturday at Farmer's Market, I actually took the paper with me to show people, yes, it froze the day before. And, you know, everybody's asking, do you have asparagus yet? Is it time to plant tomatoes? No, it froze yesterday morning. And here in the newspaper, it actually said that. So we get these wild swings. That is normal weather, but the average is really what you're looking at. I've always been impressed with fruit growers because they are so committed uh, with, with a crop of trees, tree fruit. They get wiped out with a freeze and they're done for the year. Whereas we still have a chance as vegetable growers to come in with something else and replant or uh, like with the asparagus. We might get a frost or a freeze, but that doesn't wipe out the whole crop. It just knocks it out for a few days. Fruit tree growers are a different story. They get wiped out and then they still have to work the entire year taking care of that crop. So some of the plants that you'd be thinking about planting this time of year, you'd want carrots, 
you can plant carrots anytime after the 1st of April, and they're a, a hardy root vegetable that can be sown directly in the soil. An easy way to plant carrots is to mix it with some sand. The, the seeds are very fine, and so if you mix it with some sand, it will separate the seeds a little bit better so you don't have big clumps of carrots planting and you don't have to weed out and thin the carrots. And then that type of planting, you're just broadcasting. Just bro- You've got a, got a clean garden space and you're just uh, sprinkling it like salt and pepper across the, the garden. Right. It's also a time to plant spinach and you can direct seed spinach as early as January or February, or you could even plant it in the fall in uh, September, October, get spinach started in the fall. And then you can actually harvest some usually at Thanksgiving or Christmas. And then it will kind of build its roots through the winter time and then in the spring it'll be one of the first things that you can harvest we also provide spinach plants for people who didn't get started early enough you can plant spinach and you can still get a harvest in may spinach was one of the things that we actually planted this morning here on our farm Mm -hmm. we have been very successful planting fall spinach in the past but uh, it seemed like a few weeks ago i'm out looking for where did we plant it? And I find the rose that it was planted, and sure enough, there is nothing. And that made me think back when it was not raining during pumpkin season in October, which made me very happy that it was not raining during pumpkin season. That means it wasn't raining when the spinach needed it last fall. And I think uh, our spinach, our garlic, our fall planted onions all weren't as successful this year as what they normally are. So you've been doing this for 40 years and you're still learning. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's still learning. Uh, Don't forget about radishes. And radishes are great, especially for kids. They're a fast-growing root crop, and you can plant them and have a harvest within a month. It seems like the things that we've mentioned uh, go well in salads. So continuing that, lettuce, all the types of lettuces, you can plant them by seed, but it's also real easy to plant them with a with a little transplant that you might be able to get from a garden center. We've had a lot of people in the last week buy lettuce plants because they were going to be planting the seed in their garden, but they wanted some immediate uh, satisfaction from their garden, so they were going to put plants in also. So when one was going to be harvested, they'd still have another crop coming behind. Container gardens, too. It's You can grow lettuce and lots of different things in in uh, containers, pots, especially if you want to put that lettuce pot by the back door. If you're making a sandwich for lunch, you just need one leaf. Just open up the back door, grab a piece of uh, lettuce off the lettuce pot, and, and you've finished your sandwich. Well, and another reason you want to put things in containers or in pots like that is when we do have a dip in the temperature, you can easily just bring that pot into the house for overnight. Three weeks ago, we actually were hoping that it would quit raining. It was too wet here. The best thing that we were selling on the farm actually were lettuce pots at that time because it was too wet for people to plant, but they could go ahead and take a lettuce pot and get an early start. Right. And peas, it's probably getting a little late for planting peas. Uh, We planted our peas in the first batch in January, and they didn't take very well because we had a really cold time after that. But then you've planted in... uh, February and March, and those are looking pretty good. And so you want to plant your peas directly in the ground early in the season because they really can't take the heat. Coal crops. 
not cold, C-O-L-E, all the coal crops, the cabbages, the broccoli, the kohlrabi, the cauliflower, they do very, very well in the cool of the spring. And um, uh, some things don't do so well because we don't have a long enough spring. Brussels sprouts is one of them. Uh, you plant Brussels sprouts and, it, and sometimes even broccoli. Sometimes the spring seems to be just a little bit on the short side and then things will bolt. But um, kohlrabi is one of my favorites and I think it's one of the easiest of the coal crops to plant. And you wouldn't want to plant coal crops from seed right now. We, we planted most of our coal crops in late January, early February, and then we'll be planting transplants out now. Planting in the greenhouse, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. In fact, that's yet again what we were doing this morning. We were trying to finish up on getting getting some of those in the ground. Onions. I love onions. You also planted onions today. We also today. planted onions today. Trying to catch up from the wet weather we had three weeks so ago. So one of the questions we get a lot of, do you start with onion sets, which are a little bulb, or you do you start with an onion plant? Onion plants tend to be sweet onions, and so those are the ones that are absolutely delicious. They maybe don't store quite as well as... But, but they get a lot bigger. They do get bigger, and now I do run into a lot of people that like the... Uh, Storage onions that are a little harsher, they, those are the ones that make uh, your eyes tear up when you cut into them, and, and uh, they, they tend to store better. But you can plant both types of onions nice and close in the row with the idea that as soon as it's big enough to pull as a green onion, you start pulling green onions, enjoying them that way in your salad. So just like... Plant them, what, three inches apart and then pull every other onion? Every other onion. Then a week later, you can do that again. And when the onions end up being about, uh, oh, six inches apart, 10 inches apart, you can leave them and let those onions go ahead and get some size, whether they are the sweet onions or the pungent onions, the storage onions. And don't forget to water and fertilize your onions. For some reason, we think onions, they're sometimes hot or that they don't need any water. And, and they seem to be water hogs. I think they like a lot of water, not drowning, um, but they do like a lot of water and be sure to fertilize them. We plant our sweet onions in plastic mulch. And that has helped us tremendously with weed control. And with the plastic mulch, our machine puts down a drip tape underground right next to the crop so we are able to to water the onions when when they need it years ago i remember hating onions because we would hoe them and a week later they need to be hoed again and in frustration i'd just say dig them all we're just going to sell everything as as green onions we never let any of them grow to size at all. But you mentioned that they are a water hog. I hated irrigating them because that just encouraged the weeds too. With the plastic mulch that we use, uh, that has really helped us with our sweet onion production. Something else you want to plant this time of year are asparagus crowns. And we talked about asparagus in last week's podcast, so I won't get into that too much. Something to look forward to, I'd say plant beans, corns, and vine crops. You can all start planting those late April. Yeah, it's too early for them, but uh, uh, 
when but you, another week when this podcast comes out, it might be. Oh, time. I guess that's right. Uh, that's right. But the early, early crops, uh, when you think of St. Patrick's Day for potatoes, that's the beginning of planting potatoes. But that's also a good day to think in terms of planting asparagus crowns and getting ready for all the coal crops. Which but, we haven't talked about potatoes. So. Is it too late to plant potatoes? It is not. That's St. Patrick's Day is the day that you can start thinking of planting potatoes. But you've got three, four months. You can plant potatoes for a long time throughout into the summer to even get a fall crop of potatoes. So if you haven't gotten your potatoes in and you're listening to this uh, early summer, it's not too late. And we've been talking about vegetables mostly, but... Since we're also flower growers, we've been planting flowers and we plant snapdragons, rutabecchia, which is a black-eyed Susan, uh, scabiosa, bells of Ireland, stock status, Queen Anne's lace, bupleurum. These are all flowers that we started in the greenhouse from seed in the greenhouse and we will plant, transplant outside. And these are all cool weather plants that won't take the heat of the summer, but we've got to get them in early. And the earlier we get them in in the spring, the more root they develop and uh, the better the flowers will be. We plant zinnias and sunflowers more summertime, and we have been successful with direct seeding sunflowers out in the field. But we still tend to uh, go ahead and utilize the greenhouse space to get plants started because it's a lot easier to cultivate and to keep weeds out if you put a plant in a row. Uh, you like to plant those seeds and then try and find the plant later? Is that after the weeds have grown up? Well, you, you, I, I believe you've wanted me to have design <laughs> of flowers and, and lovely flower beds. And, and a long time ago, I think you heard me say that if you want me to keep the weeds out, it needs to be in a row so I can cultivate it. As you can tell... This is a team effort, and some things I want and some things John wants. And so we have, I have to plant all my flowers in a straight row so he can till them. <laughs> Unless you want to pull the weeds out of the flower bed yourself. But uh, no, we, we tend to get, get things worked out when, uh, when there's a compromise, right? That's right. So, um, you know, considerations that you're needing to have this time of year, uh, you need to think about late frosts. We're doing this podcast a week ahead of time, and we were freezing just four days ago. So you have to be able to go out and, and cover things if you need to. We have tornadoes and hail this time of year. A severe storm can come in. High winds. I just don't remember high winds like this. I understand why the prairie women were driven crazy from the wind. It can just really bother me sometimes. It's the time of year you need to prepare your soil, so a lot of people are out tilling, but you have to be careful if there's been too much rain. You don't want the soil to be too wet when you're tilling it, because that's hard on the soil. Creates compaction. You create uh, basically hard clods instead of nice, uh, friable soil to be able to plant things in. So we try and use a lot of different things to protect our early garden. We do have a high tunnel that we plant lettuce and flowers in. Uh, you can get row covers, it's called Remay, that will protect a plant up to about four or five degrees 
uh, if you cover those up. And you want it to be a spun fiber or a fabric. You don't ever want to put plastic over your plants in the field because the plastic will take that ice on the top and, and just translocate it right to the plant. It's a little heavy and it transfers the cold right to the plant. So yeah. Of course, we've used milk jugs in the past to cover things, all sorts of things that you can cover to keep your plants in good shape while it's cold. And here we're talking about early spring plants and what you can put in your garden. But I will tell you the most common question I get is, can I put my tomatoes in right now? And it's still too early to plant tomatoes. We're selling a lot of tomatoes and people are wanting to hold them so that they can plant on a good day. And there's a chance that we might not have some cold weather yet, but I would be concerned about that. The earlier you plant does not mean the earlier you will get a harvest. In fact, many times if you plant your tomatoes early, it means that you will stunt the tomatoes and they will come in later than actually the ones that were planted later in the season. We've had a lot of people telling us about their wall of waters and various different ways to to try and protect the plants. And certainly if there's a way to to protect it from the wind and from the cold, if you have a tomato cage and and you wrap it in some type of heavy-duty cellophane, that makes it like a mini greenhouse and will help to protect it. But when it's cold outside, it can damage the plants. And just remember, tomatoes really want nothing lower than 50 degrees when they're out in the field. May Day, Mother's Day, those have always been good uh, target dates in the past, and they continue to be for tomatoes and right. peppers. One of the biggest problems people have with tomatoes is blossom end rot, and that can be a lack of calcium, uh, can be caused by a lot of different things, but one of the largest contributors to blossom end rot is putting your tomatoes out too early and having a cold spell just before they bloom. Did you know the most popular thing at farmer's market to be purchased and the most popular plant bought at garden centers are tomatoes? So that's why everybody's asking about them. Yeah, everybody's anxious. But hang on, it's going to be summertime very soon. Uh, Or maybe it's past summertime and you're listening to this uh, uh, some other time of the year. Although we're all wanting to plant for summer, don't forget to plant for spring and enjoy the sweet tastes of the early season. Thanks again for listening to us on our Stock of the Town podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check us out on our website, pendletons.com. Remember to follow us at The Stock of the Town as we talk about our farm and our community.